0: Welcome back to another episode of Dear Her. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, your host, and by the time you hear this, I will be on vacation. I am pre-recording this, and we will be in a little bit of a hiatus over here, but that doesn't mean that you have to stop listening to Dear Founder, and in fact, now is a great time of year to catch up on all those episodes that maybe you missed. So... You can go back and listen to any of the 103 episodes that we dropped this year, and when I say that, I honestly can't believe it because first and foremost, we recorded probably close to 150 interviews, and that means we have a whole lot coming your way for 2023, but I never, in my wildest dreams, expected that we would make it to over 100 episodes, and it really is because of each and every one of you listening and tuning in and suggesting people for us to interview and really just being here and supporting Dear Founder and my mission to help support as many female founders and entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs as we possibly can through the stories that we share here. So thank you so much. So like I said, stay tuned. Um, Over the next two weeks, we're gonna be rerunning three episodes that maybe you missed. We're gonna be sharing your favorite episode, which is the most popular one of the year, That's one week from today, my favorite episode, and you'll see why that is when it drops on Thursday. And today we're going to listen to, we're going to rerun the episode that started it all with Dana Gordon from Dana Rebecca Designs. And then stay tuned, we're going to round out the year on Thursday, December 29th with our final brand new solo episode from me, and it's 10 lessons that I learned during the first year of my 2.0. And I'm really excited to share that story with you. It's going to segue really nicely into season two, where we're going to focus in January on four stories that are all about starting your 2.0. So I'm really, really excited about that. But for today's episode, like I said, it is a rerun of our very first episode of Dear Found Her, the one that started it all with Dana Gordon from Dana Rebecca Designs. And I met Dana for the first time when she was my customer at Bump Club. And one of the many things that I love about her is how she champions and lifts up female founders. In 2019, Dana invited me to celebrate International Women's Day with a lot of other female founders from here in Chicago in her showroom. And you can check out one of the pictures on Instagram today. I'm sharing it over there. But when I decided who I wanted to be my first guest, when I was thinking about it and wondering and kind of trying to figure out who that person was going to be, it was really important to me that the person that I had on for the very first time felt the same way about female entrepreneurship as I do. You are going to love this episode if you haven't heard it already. It's jam-packed with lessons and stories from Dana that will surely help you along your founding journey and also along your growing journey. We also spend a lot of time in this episode talking about an initiative that Dana organically started on her own Instagram called Female Founded Friday and really is um, a backbone to how her Instagram kind of took off in a very different way during the initial stages of the pandemic, but. Something that she's carried through, something that she does every single week, and it's become ingrained into her content, and you'll hear her talk all about it. So please make sure that you um, check out all the episodes that we have going on. Like I said, it's a great time of year to re-listen or listen to any episode that you missed throughout the last 12 months, but for now, I want you to come on in and Meet Dana Gordon from Dana Rebecca Designs, and if you like this episode or if you know someone who you think this would resonate with, please, please share it. Please rate and review the show. You have no idea how much that helps to get our message to as many people as possible. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here, and enjoy the rerun of our very first episode of Dear Found Her. Welcome to Dear Founder. I am beyond excited to be here with you for the very first episode. I've spent the last six months strategizing and dreaming up a plan for this podcast, and I've spent the last eight weeks interviewing some of the most incredible founders who I know to share some of the most amazing conversations I have ever had in business with you each and every week. It was really important to me that today I introduce you to someone who I not only personally adore and admire, but someone who's also built an incredible business and who supports female founders in small business the same way that I do. Dana Gordon is all of these things and so much more. You're going to hear us talk about why I chose her for our very first episode at the top of today's episode because I shared some of our candid conversation for context. Dana Rebecca Gordon is a third generation jeweler and she's the founder of Dana Rebecca Designs. You're gonna hear her whole story during today's episode, but she tells us about how during the summer of her 16th birthday, she went to India with her father and returned home with her very first collection. At 16 years old, her very first collection sold out in just under 48 hours. Every summer after, Dana spent her Vacation and her break, designing and selling her pieces, and ultimately she turned her hobby into a business. Today, you will see her jewels adorning some of the most famous celebrities around the world. But her passion for supporting female entrepreneurs is honestly second to none. I'm beyond honored to have Dana here today as our very first guest on Dear Founder. Come on in and join us. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to my friend, Dana Gordon, founder of Dana Rebecca Designs. Dana, welcome to Dear Founder.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Congratulations. This is so exciting and I'm so proud to be a guest and for
0: you to start your new podcast. Thank you so much. I have been interviewing tons of people. It's been amazing and the goal of this is really to provide for people what i felt like i didn't have and it's just all of this guidance and advice and support and i i just felt so lonely always being an entrepreneur and just like i felt like no one understood what i was going through and in having these conversations i just like wish that i had had this because everyone really knows what i was going through and and everyone's been really honest about their experiences and that's what I think is so important. In trying to think about who I was going to drop on day one, it was really important to me to have someone who wasn't just a founder themselves, but who also does so much to help the founder community. And so that is why when you said yes, I was like, I'm going to have Dana be on day one. I love it. I think that's so cool. It's funny because I always knew Dana from her jewelry line, from Dana Rebecca. And then one day I was standing at a bump club event and someone who was working for me came up to me and she said, Dana, Dana Gordon's here. You know, Dana Gordon's here from Dana and Rebecca Designs. And you know me now. And a lot of people listening know me. And for those who don't like that stuff doesn't phase me. And you were just a normal pregnant person, just like everyone else in the room. And, but it was so cute. And I want to share that with you because it, even 10 years ago, you were making this huge impact on people. And that was my first time meeting you in person. And, you know, I've gotten to know you over the years. And like I just said, I follow you on Instagram. So I feel like I am up in your every bit of business every day. Um, But, and I know your story, but I would love for you to share with everyone listening how you got to where you are today with Dana Rebecca Designs, because you have built something that is simply phenomenal.
1: Thank you. Um, You know, my story is really um, based on a lot of family history. So I'm a third generation jewelry designer. Um, My dad is Moroccan Israeli and came to America, um, you know, having worked in a jewelry trade, you know, as an artisan following in his father's footsteps. And so jewelry is like in my dna diamonds are running through my blood and i've always been a creative curious kid um whatever i can make or figure out how to make i was always doing no one ever wanted me at their house because i loved arts and crafts and i was always just making things and um my father's in the manufacturing business his business is over 50 years old He manufactures all types of mostly bridal jewelry, but jewelry from start to finish. And I was traveling with him overseas and butted in on a conversation about um, jewelry. And what I said interested my dad. And, you know, with his support, he helped me create some jewelry to sell at home. And so I spent... A couple days in India working with some designers and some manufacturers and I created at the time a collection. Um, I came home, did two charity golf outings, one for brittle bone disease and one for Tourette's syndrome. Sold out the collection in 48 hours at these uh, charity events and I continued to do it. And to be totally honest, it was a hobby to me, Lindsay. It wasn't like some master plan that I had. I was 16 years old, right? I was gonna I was, say, can you tell us how old you were? Cause yes. I know, and I think so you know. I was 16 on this trip. And I did it every summer. I had fun doing it. You know, saying this now is very funny, but I launched my first diamond collection going into my freshman year in college. My friends at the time probably didn't really know, but like we all sort of, they all knew the business was called It's a Dana. I had pens. It was just a, it was a hobby. It was a true hobby supported by obviously my dad and, you know, being in the industry and people trusting the 16 year old who was selling, you know, it wasn't fine jewelry to start with, but it was more expensive, semi-precious and precious jewelry. So I did it every summer. Um, I went to the University of Texas in Austin. I I wanted to be a lawyer. I have a big mouth. I can stand up for whoever. And I always thought that that was going to translate to me being in the courtroom and, you know, being a badass lawyer who like stood up for what was right and in whatever capacity. And my brother was actually, who's older than me, also at the University of Texas. He was studying to take um, the LSAT. And he was like, you have something that you like, maybe you should try to do that before you go to law school or before you even consider law school. So I was like, well, that's so interesting, right? Law school will be there. And so I decided to, um, after graduation, attend the Gemological Institute of America, which is in Carlsbad, California. I studied in their applied jewelry arts program, which includes drawing and painting, um, manufacturing things like wax carvings, Um, casting of jewelry, and then finish it up with computer design. Again, Lindsay, no like true, like this is what I'm going to do. But I'm definitely very like impulsive. I follow my heart. I follow just like what I think is right. And I, like a crazy person, launched Dana Rebecca Designs out of college right after design school. um, And we're 14 and a half years old. Now, I know this podcast is about like giving advice and all that. I think things were very different 14 and a half years ago, but I feel like there are a lot of people who have a lot of trust in their gut. And I've always said to founders that, like, you have to believe in yourself. I really truly believed in myself. I had no fear for what mistakes I could make. I didn't even think I would ever make them. Like, I was maybe cocky, I don't know. But, you know, looking back at the past 14 and a half years, there's so many amazing lessons. But I think one of the things that like has gotten me to where I am today is that I had no fear then, right? I was blissfully unaware of what it was going to be like to be an entrepreneur. But I think that all of the mistakes, everything that's happened over the last 14 years, so many mistakes that I could, that could be its own podcast. Well, I'm going to
0: ask you to talk about some of them in a little bit. I don't want to start with that. Totally.
1: But I just think that like all of the things that happen and all of that, like I just ripped a bandaid. I designed a small collection. You know, there's a lot of misconception today that like you need to launch a business with a lot of money and a lot of backing and investors. Not the case. I made 11 pieces I had a trunk show, I sold four, I made another five, you know, it was a really slow build, but it's always fun to kind of go back to the beginning to talk about it.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by one of my favorite small business tools, Canva. This tool is like having a design pro in your back pocket. From social media assets to one-sheeters and even video files, you can legit make anything on it. I've been using it for years and I don't know what I ever did without it. To get started with Canva, go to partner.canva.com slash dear founder today and check out more of my favorite tools on my Instagram at Lindsay Pinchuk. I want you to tell us how it was in the beginning. You have this collection. It's 11 pieces. And how, how are you getting the word out? I mean, obviously you, you know, you had your charity shows when you were in high school. And that was a whole different ball of wax. I mean, that was, and that was a hobby. This is now a business. You've now invested into it and you have these, this collection. What do you do?
1: So I think it's really interesting that I went into it, not realizing that a hobby can be a career, which could be something that you're passionate about, right? Like I think it is a misconception that people do something on the side that they love and they don't, think that they can make it a career, right? I think you can make anything a career, right? I think with enough passion and enough excitement and like trust in yourself, I was definitely very lucky that I had a family to support, not financially, but to support me in that I had manufacturers, I had gemologists, I had a family with 50 years in the industry. So People trusted to buy jewelry from me, right? So I think that that was like, that put me in a different category in launching my business, which I forever am grateful for, which is often why I talk about my dad's story as a way to pave my story because I am not just some jewelry designer who, you know, her dad was a doctor or a pharmacist and then I became a jewelry designer and I was successful, right? Right. I had that trust, that family trust. If you bought from the Levy family and their daughter was making jewelry, likelihood, you know, the quality was there, et cetera. So, you know, for me, it was, I was really set up to have a lot of support, um, but I also put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself. I'm a Taurus. My dad actually doesn't know what year he was born or his birthday. But I'm absolutely convinced he's also a Taurus and like a bull. And, you know, 50 years ago, how he built his business to 14 years ago is obviously very far apart in years, but just different things. Right. So I remember saying like, well, maybe I'll get a publicist and she'll help promote Dana Rebecca. And he was like, a pu- you know, he'd never had a publicist. He'd never done a trade show. He'd never done a trunk show. We were talking about two businesses selling the same product, but fundamentally so different. And so I decided, you know, the one thing that I was going to do, and I tell everybody this for two years, I did not hire anybody. I bootstrapped everything. I did the accounting. I did the marketing. I did the sales. I did the designing. There was not one thing that anybody helped me with, except on like the manufacturing side and obviously advice, that's a whole other thing. But what I, what I knew I needed to learn was every facet of the business to truly know how I was going to grow and what was important. Because, you know, a lot of people bring on an accountant and they don't know what to look for in the books. I struggled through every single task that the business needed because i knew i needed to learn it to be successful in business right so for two full years it was a lot of learning right a lot of youtube videos or books or you know coffees with people becoming a being a sponge but i i spent so much time in that two year period that i learned so much about what i knew what i didn't know who my customer was what she was looking for price points materials and I think that that two years really set me up to have such a good foundation. Now, listen, a lot of people spend two years to write a business plan, to learn those things, or they go to business school. I decided that I was going to learn it on my own. And so I think those first two years was a lot of listening, especially when it came to selling the product. Um, and at this point, everything was fine jewelry. It was no longer beaded jewelry like it was. Dana Rebecca Designs set the standard for fine high-end jewelry. And strangely, my collection was 3,000 and up. And today it starts at like 265. So we've grown a lot, but those first two years was so
0: much about figuring out what I knew, what I didn't know and how I wanted to grow. And I commend you for that because quite honestly it shows in your business today. You are still so involved, even though you have grown so much, even though you have a team, you are involved. You can, and you show that you're involved through your social media, which I think obviously is very different than how your dad ran ran his business. You know, I mean, it's a very different way of going about things today, but you very easily could have just hired people and taken a seat and done the designs and Gone on from there, but your collection, your collections now are yours because of you.
1: Totally. And, you know, I always say this to my team nothing is beneath me because I did it all. And I, well, obviously, so much has evolved in the last 14 and a half years, right? Like an order would come in online, it would be one order. Now it's hundreds of orders. And, you know, it's not a big deal to pack one box. But I know how to do all that because I've stayed on top of it. And I always want to be a sounding board to my team. I think I never envisioned that I would have almost 20 employees. I never envisioned that. That was never the plan. In fact, if you come to our Chicago office, you can see exactly where the office started, exactly where the one desk for my one employee was, and then my office on the other side. And that was it. And we've since expanded and moved this and built a wall and, you know, broken through the other side and then opened a showroom. And so, you know, my, where Dean Rebecca is today is not where I thought it would be 14 and a half years ago and incredibly fortunate, but I also still say there's a part of me that, that sometimes thinks about if I had taken a little bit more time, right. If I had worked a little bit more in another field or done other things, I'm not saying I would give up the success that the business has had because we've been incredibly fortunate, but I also always think about how I would feel had I sort of watched another boss with a team, right? Because I do think that's, that is the hardest thing that I do is manage a team.
0: Oh, oh, without (laughs) Right. But out of doubt, I don't envy you for a minute. Like I am thrilled to not have employees again. Right. I mean, of course I missed the help, but like it, I am back to doing what you were doing. I am doing everything in my new business and I and I'm okay with that. I mean, right. I made that decision, but you know, you say you wish that you would have watched some, you know, a boss or whatnot, but you did watch someone, you watched your dad and you got your work ethic from him. I mean, that is a direct correlation and what i love about you what i love about you and i know i messaged you about this the other day is you are passing that work ethic on to poppy and lulu to your namesake and i see them coming in on your instagram and building boxes even if they're not making you know huge strides in a huge dent, you are showing them what it is to work you know you do not just hand things to your kids and t- you know send them on their way and i love that about you
1: yeah i definitely I'm very fortunate um, to have had a mentor like my dad who has paved the way. I think the biggest um, difference is my dad's entire staff has been with him for 40
0: plus years.
1: And that's a sign of the times, too. It's a total sign of the times. The loyalty is like nothing you've ever seen before. I am very lucky that I have. about three girls who've been with me for over like six, seven, I think some maybe eight years. I'm very lucky. Um, but you know, the times are times are really different. Loyalty sits, you know, with people in other factors of their life. Um, I've learned a lot as a boss. I've learned a lot about people coming in who are not a fit people, you know, I, It's not been a revolving door per se, but I have seen what that feels like. And I've, I remember my first employee quitting and almost feeling like I was going to flatline, right? Like that everything and the fact that I kept breathing and the business kept going was like a shock to me. And it was, you know, the second person and the third person and you develop as a business owner, a thick skin, right? Right does it still hurt when somebody leaves the business? Yes. You know, I think that's been one of the barriers that I've had with my dad is to talk about, you know, people leaving and he's been so incredibly supportive of it, but he hasn't had a lot of people leave his business, right? They've all stuck around. I think what's come from my dad to me at all times is, is treat them like your family and you will have done everything that you could do. They mean, they're not going to treat you back that way. And that's okay, but treat them how you want to be treated. And I feel like that's kept me feeling really good about being a boss. I've also had people who don't want to say such great things about me. I think in reality, you know, females get a lot, female bosses who are to the point and honest, get a bad rap. Yeah. And you know, I'm okay with it. You're okay with it. I'm okay with it. You move on. You have to move on. And I think that that's one of the things, you know, it would have, I worked for other females, um, who had teams, but I think out of college, a little bit more, you know, educated or With some more street smarts, I think about those things. Like, what would this person have done? Right. Because I think, like you said earlier, it is lonely being a founder. Um, I have personally always surrounded myself with other females. So, web developers, you know, everybody, especially at the beginning of my business, was all female because I felt like. I could work with a web developer who is a female and she could understand where I was coming from when I spoke to you know this you know software company who wanted to talk to me poorly at least she would understand you know what I mean like
0: we, wanted- I did the same thing and it makes it it makes a huge difference and also it gives you that camaraderie that maybe you might be looking for when you know, when you don't have it being a solo entrepreneur, especially in the beginning and, and even moving on when you have a team, you know, there are only so many things you can tell your team. You know, I mean, you don't want them running for the hills if they know certain things about the business. So there are certain things that you just can't share. Right. And so and that does become lonely. It, 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 it does become lonely.
1: It, your community, when you have a business, is everything that gets you through the day. You know, yes, and the weeks, careers, you know, um, the same saying the days are long, the years are short, is so true <laughs> as a mom, as a business owner. Um, there's so much to think about and so many like you know, rabbit holes that you could go down. And I think oftentimes when I get into that, like I'm in my head, I'm really overthinking something, another founder, a female founder is my like go-to, is yeah. my first call um, to really like have a conversation and say, like these are the things that I'm going through. And it's been so tremendously helpful to build a community of like-minded women, whether you and I talk all the time or not. I know that I have someone to call to say like, This is, you know, what's your opinion or what would you do? And I think it makes you feel a lot less alone when there are so many other, there are so, there is so much out there, right? To support us. I think it's just, you have to build the foundation and also remember that you have to give as well, right? Like I know plenty of people who call me and I'm not sure they're giving back, you know, they're calling me for advice, but they're not giving back. And I talked about this the other day to a friend about just, you know, social consciousness that I want to be surrounding myself with people who I know that are giving back. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And in a true, authentic way, not in what I'm sort of considering in a trendy way.
0: Yes. I, I could not agree with you more. I mean, why I made this recent decision to start this podcast and was because I wasn't giving back anymore as in the mom space. I felt like I was not in in my bucket. Wasn't my personal bucket. Wasn't filling up. And I had this fire within me that I wanted to continue to give back. But in this space where people were asking me for my advice on a daily basis. And, you know, I always say recently in the last, couple months. If this podcast, if what I'm saying on Instagram helps one founder, I have done my job because that is, that is what it is all about. And on that note, this is a great segue, you know, in addition to Dana, Rebecca, which I do have a couple of things we're going to go back to with, with Dana, Rebecca, but in addition to Dana, Rebecca, you have really built this platform on your Instagram, supporting female founders. And I mean it's magnificent and you and I have so many of the same favorites. You and I have so many of the same contacts in the female founder space and I feel so lucky to have you within that circle of mine. But I want you to talk about how that evolved and why that evolved because you know I think people don't just know you anymore as, you know, Dana Gordon from Dana Rebecca Designs or candy influencer because I know you like to be called that too. So, but but people do put it, put your face and name on female founder support.
1: So it's really interesting. March, 2020, I think everyone was just like, what now? Right. Like I remember March 13th. It's like the day we kept our kids home. I remember thinking, what am I? I had, I had staggered my team already. Like I was a little early in like the COVID thing, the COVID worry world, but my team over in Hong Kong had been shut down. Like we were, we had already experienced, we didn't know it was COVID yet, but we had already experienced what was happening overseas. And so I was very much aware of something is going on. I didn't expect I'd be here today, still talking about it, but I had this like moment where I was like, oh, I got this. I'm going to be like the best mom. We sent our nanny home. We'll see you in two weeks. Ordered all the supplies to be like crafty mom. You know, I got this. I remember
0: like four hours in being like, I am not going to survive here. You are so you are so good, I will say that. You are very good at entertaining your children.
1: I I, sometimes I'm good. And sometimes I'm on the couch. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> not today. <laughs> But I had this like, oh my God, like I'm alone in this. Most of my friends' kids were still at school. And I just like shared at home, like I think it was a photo of my girls FaceTiming with my mom. And it was like, babysitter just arrived. You know, I was like joking. I'm already over my kids. It's been four hours. What turned into then me just sharing more about me. Was really like the curtain dropped because I had been on Instagram to share product, on Instagram to share behind the scenes of jewelry manufacturing, but I'd never really been like a persona where I was who I am in front of the camera, right? Dropping f bombs, shaming my kids, throwing away, you know, their prized possessions, whatnot. But that's What's funny is like people are always like, oh, my God, we love who you've become. No, my girlfriends are like, no, no, no. She was always like this. She's just now putting in front of the camera. And so I will tell you, like. All of a sudden, like people were coming to me saying thank you for being honest. Like, I don't understand why everyone's like showing their sourdough bread and like (laughs) it's like perfect world and like they're decorating their focaccia and you're like, you know, complaining and being real about it. Like putting your kids to bed at six o'clock because you changed the clock. Right. Like I just was who I am and it became something that people were relating to.
0: What I was. It took on, you showing up and sharing to understand and to know that people wanted to see that.
1: But I can really relate to people by not trying to show my life as being so perfect, right? And I think people had a lot of respect for the honesty that came. And I think in 2020 specifically, people started to attract they started to look for brands and businesses that they felt good supporting because there were good people behind the brands. I think that's what came. I think that's a positive that came out of the year was that people wanted to support businesses that they felt like they were connected to. And what I noticed was a lot of people couldn't believe that I would respond in, in on Instagram and that I was actively there to support or listen or... You know, hear a story. And it became a community that I was like, wow, this is a really powerful community. These people believe in me, they believe in my business, they believe in my team. They love the product. We have been saying forever, the greatest joy that we have at Dana Rebecca is that we make women feel special every day by wearing beautiful jewelry. It's that simple, right? You put on a great pair of earrings and you feel good and you get a gift or you celebrate a milestone. We're part of that and we make Jewelry is a happy thing, right? And so I realized, like, through all of this, just being who I am, I had really developed this community of like minded women who wanted to support a business. And I remember it was our 13th anniversary in 2020, and I couldn't believe the sales. I literally, we had our greatest month in the history of our business during our anniversary month, and it was. So amazing to see people just say, like, I fell in love with you. I love who you are. I love the things that you stand for that I want to wear a Dana Rebecca, right? I've been following for years. I've never owned it, but seeing who you are made me love your business. And so, what eventually came to my mind was, like, there are so many amazing small businesses that came out of COVID right out of boredom or like fine, you know, being laid off a million reasons. And I was thinking this community right here is here and they would love it. And so I didn't think it was going to be like a weekly thing. I just kind of like, I was like, Oh, it's Friday. I'm going to call it female founded Friday, you know? And I posted like a girlfriend's company. I was just posting like a couple things. I never expected it to take off the way that it has. I think for me, I, I joke that I'm a candy influencer. I'm not looking to be like an influencer influencer. I know. (laughs) I want to have products that I love and I use. And let me tell you, I have, staring at my desk of a thousand female founded things that I probably will never post because they aren't up to snuff. Right, they're not. I'm not obsessed with them. And I think when I say I love something, I say I love it, and I'm not saying I love it because I want a commission on it. Right? I actually in conversation recently with someone saying, "Why don't you sign up for Reward Style?" And I said, "I love it because I can just say it and share it, and I'm not going to get a link. And it's not my
0: career. Yeah, I was going to say that's not your career. That's not your business. You have a business. You. This is like." You being you and people loving you and knowing you and, and that is part of your business because it's part of your personal brand. But I agree with you and I commend you for not doing that because you're not an influencer. You're a jewelry designer. I'm a candy influencer. Okay. I know you're a candy influencer, but
1: um, we can talk about that later because whoever's listening is probably like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but honestly, what, I, what came out of sharing these female-founded businesses was that there were other people that I could talk to. They may have been strangers, but amazing relationships ended up coming out of it. And that was like a joy to me. That became like the joy. Yes. It is
0: actually amazing because I can honestly say any female founder who you reach out to on Instagram will reach back. I mean, maybe if they have a million followers, they might not. But like, I mean, I literally also reach back to everyone and, and I love when people reach back to me and you, and you, there's like this common bond, right? There's this commonality that you just know. And I love hearing like the story
1: of how your business came to be. I think there are very very few stories that are the same. Um, I think it's so nice to hear you know what your skill set was to where you are now, how that can lend itself. You know, I love like Hillary Kerr's podcast because it's second life, and so it's that a lot of these businesses that I promote are their second iteration or third or fourth of, you know, who they are, who they want to become or the business. And, you know, sadly, I was looking the other day, some of them are gone already, you know, from COVID. Um, But I, what I wanted to come out of the message of Female Founded Friday is that it takes so little to support somebody. You don't have to go and buy the product.
0: I say this all the time.
1: And go like the business. You may not have to follow them, but you can go check them out, give them some likes, share it to some friends. I think it's so hard to gain followers today. It's like, it's like impossible to get in, yeah. click the follow button these days. But I think it's so important to show and share your love. And it's so easy. Right. Obviously, I'm going out and buying a ton of things, whether I post them or I don't. But it it made me feel like there was a greater purpose. And let me tell you, I'm not shy to say I have fallen in and out of love with my career more times than I would like to admit. I have found myself having tremendous, tremendously tough times, like coming back around to what I love about it. And I think this last year and a half, I have been in love with it because I have gone to seek out the things that make me happy, right? Instead of like living in the hamster wheel, work is still work. I say that all the time to my team. I know every day we don't like jump out of bed to go to work, no matter how much you love it. It's still tough. But I think that as I've developed. In my career, I've said, I want to spend more time doing the things that I love, right? It's not, it wasn't possible for the first 10 years, right? But I, I know that when I fall out of love, I struggle a lot when it comes to the creativity and the design. And so for me, finding those things that keep me happy in my career paves the way for more success. And it, it lends itself to me being a better boss, right? Because it makes me do the things that I don't love because I know that around the corner are the things that I do love. And so I've, it's been a huge change for me, Lindsay, to show my face on Instagram. Now it's like second nature. I mean, like, I'll show you anything. But I think it's been a change for me to think about my life as like a platform Versus just my jewelry as a platform. So, you know, we had been doing it for a while um, pre-COVID, but we were doing flagship dinners where we only invited women. We never invited people with their friends. We like cleared out the showroom. We had a big, huge table and we had these like amazing dinners. And I would talk about each individual person. The table was so specifically set and it was to make women feel good, to make women feel special because there are so many amazing people that are in my life that i wanted to share them with other people at the table who were obviously open to meeting new people. and so i think again, that community and that like support from other women has made me feel really good about the things that i do because you know, there's a part of me that always reminds myself when i get really caught up, i'm like i'm just selling fine jewelry. like i'm not curing any I'm not doing anything that's like.
0: No, but these important. other things that you do are filling that bucket for you and for others. And it's, and it's so important, no matter what it is that you're doing, whether you are carrying a disease or, you know, and doing research and, you know, doing that kind of stuff or selling fine jewelry, it is important to have that feeling within you. Yes. And I think that that's,
1: I needed to go through like the bumps in the road to really understand that for me to be happy, I couldn't just live every day and wait for things to make me happy. I needed to go seek out things that brought me joy. And I sort of laugh and say like Female Founded Friday does nothing for my business financial. I mean, it's, it's just a fun thing on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you maybe have gotten two emails about it ever. You probably have no idea what it is. I spend so much time on it because it makes me feel good. It, it fuels me. It keeps me excited. I love
0: learning from other people. Well, And that also fuels your creativity to your yeah. point and it, and you bring it back to your work in other ways. So it's, yeah. it's, yes, it's not your job, but it is fueling what you're doing and it is helping your business. Correct. So very
1: lucky to also have had like a lot of great influencers who've supported the business and, you know, my friend Danielle Moss her has been going through, you know, some health issues with her daughter and you know, she's been sharing her story very rawly on Instagram and I've been really passionate about helping friends and so we raised a ton of money. I think we raised, you know, over $40,000 um for Alex's lemonade stand and I love that that is something that's been developed over Instagram. Again, it comes back to like this community that I that, that existed sure I'd say it probably more existed in Chicago with people who knew me I have a very um I'm aware that I have a very love hate sort of personality you either absolutely love me or you can't stand me because I'm very vocal I'm honest and I'm okay with that I'm super self-aware
0: oh, is that why we're friends because we're the same <laughs> <laughs> who cares who gives a shit what people think not me think not those, you.
1: it's funny because I've been learning more and more about or thinking more and more about friends and I'm like it's because they care what other people think that's the reason why they did x right and I'm like I don't you know and I think people that's love what that I love honesty. about you yeah like they love that honesty and I'm not afraid to flip the script and say like this is what I showed you but this is what I'm hearing from you you know, that's bullshit or whatever, and calling it out. Um, and I'm not afraid of that. I think a lot of personas on Instagram, influencers or business owners or whatever, they're not really their authentic self.
0: And that kills me. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And you and I could have a whole other podcast about this because I feel like you and I both throughout the last two years have really um, you know, grown in that way and and Like I know, I I, and I've responded to you on that before. Like I don't care what people think, and I have also, as you say, trimmed the fat with people in my life that don't that no longer bring me joy, and and that also goes back into my professional life. I mean, all of those everything's intertwined, right? And so, you know, it's it all it all interconnects. I do have two more things I want to make sure we get to, and I want to be mindful of the time. But the first thing I want you to share is. Like when did you know that you made it, Dana? I mean you have people like all uh, celebrities, famous people uh, wearing your jewelry everywhere, and God, that must feel amazing when you see it and w- when was it that you were like, oh my god, I have like made it
1: i don't i I don't think I've ever had that moment
0: but you have you've made it like you made it, you know like i
1: I, you know, it's funny because I think back, there are two stories that I could tell you. One, when I was featured on Oprah's Favorite Things, it's now 11 years ago. In, when we were on air in Chicago, we were the only city that was on at 9am and then everyone else was on at four. And at nine, there wasn't, we didn't have a TV in the office. And I remember one of our diamond cutters had like a, Small box TV, like up in the corner. And so like we watched the show, and I was sick to my stomach. And I, you know, we were really prepared. Like I was the I had an employee. Unfortunately, her grandfather had passed away. So she was with her family, but we had set up like a phone tree in the office. Like the phone would ring in our office. And then if it there was another call, it would ring to my cell phone, and it would ring to my brothers, and it would ring to my husband's and it was like a whole thing. And I thought the phones were going to be like off the, you know, I was thinking of like a telethon. It was by no means that. And I remember like at like seven o'clock, you know, the show aired at four, we definitely saw traction. But when the show aired at seven, I mean, when the show aired at four, we saw traction. And then at seven, my husband was like, "I, I think we can go home. You know, if the phone rings, it can ring to your cell phone. Like no offense. We don't need to sit here. And I was so anxious and he was like, you made it like you've wanted this your whole career and you're, you won't even, he was like, let's sit down and watch the show. Like, let's actually sit down and watch it. And he kept rewinding the women screaming, getting their Dana Rebecca earrings. And he was like, can you just enjoy this moment? And I, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I was so nervous. It was a big investment. It was a lot for me. And I remember hearing him say that and thinking to myself, that will never be me because i know i'm fueled to get to the next level or to the next it moment my second story and, and I, to this day i always think like i wish i would have gone out that night and like you know had champagne and like that's just like not who i am the second is i had a trunk show once at um i used to host trunk shows in la all the time celebrities would come and I will never forget Hillary Duff came and she came with her son and she was all over the tabloids, new baby, blah, blah, blah. And I opened the door to the hotel suite and I literally am like, who's this? And she's like, this is Luke. I'm like, oh. And I took her baby out of her arms and I just started playing with her baby. And she, I remember her looking at me being like, and I was like, I'm the baby whisperer. Come on in, you know? And she ended up adoring me and I played on the floor with her baby. She played with, she tried on jewels. She hung out for a while. And I remember the door closing when she left and my publicist looking at me, who's still my publicist, you know, for the last 10 plus years, to me, don't ever take somebody else's baby out of their arms. Like, she's like, that is, she's like, it was so you, it was so like who you were. And she was like, no matter where you are, right? Like, Taking some, and I was like laughing, and she was like, It worked out in your favor because you were. A it could have gone the other way. You know, it could have gone the other way. She's like, Do you normally take people's babies out of their art? Like, I was like, It didn't even dawn at me. And she's like, And then, let alone like a celebrity baby, you just like scooped him out of your, you know? And I, you know, I think about these things that like I'm just so who I am that it doesn't dawn on me that there is like a mated or a not. Like I laugh, my girls get spotted. Every day, whenever they are out, oh my God, that's Poppy and Lulu. 100% of the time when they're with my husband, they get stopped and like someone says, oh my God, I love your girls. When I'm with them, they never stop me because they realize it's me and they like get spooked a little bit. And then they'll text me or DM me and say, I saw you on the street with your girls. I didn't want to say hi, I got nervous. I am so normal and you know this, that like, of course, I really like, Honestly, I don't think I've ever had that moment. I think I'm really proud of the business that I've built. I think I'm very lucky. I, you know, I hate using the word lucky because it wasn't luck that got me here. It was a, a hard road, right? But I think a lot about like the people that got me here, the team, the mistakes, the bad hires, all those things. Like, I think it's a we made it kind of thing. But I don't know if I've ever had that luck. Is it an aha moment? You know, I don't know.
0: I gotta be. I love that answer. And I love those stories you shared. And I know that everyone else will as well. And I want to end on one last question. And I've been asking everyone this at the end. I would love for you to share three quick tips that you would tell someone who's starting a business today as they're getting started. Three tips.
1: uh, You have to believe in yourself. You have to have that trust in who you are. Um, Be nice to everyone. And I mean, everyone. Um, I, I would say three is, it's okay if work never stops as you build your business. But remember to take time for yourself. Because you will far, far, far wear yourself out if work is all you think about. And from someone who spent many, many years, which is why I fell out of my career, was I didn't take enough time for myself. But I always heard entrepreneurs say, this isn't a nine to five. It is your business. It is your baby. It is. But I think it's important to always make sure that you can separate out who you are from your business. And so those would be my three. I probably have 300, but those would be my quick three.
0: And that is why you're going to have to come back because there are still things. No, for real. I mean, there, I could talk to you all day and I know you could talk all day and there are so many things no that problem. we never even, that we never even got to. So you're going to have to come back, I would but love Dana Gordon from Dana Rebecca Designs, thank you so much for your time, for being here, for being you. Um, seriously, we really just scratched the surface on so many of the things that I know you are passionate about and I am passionate about, but I am very lucky to have you in my corner. I am very lucky to have your support. And, you know, I can't wait to see where the next 14 years take you because I, I The sky is really the limit with you. Truly.
1: so sweet. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very, very honored.
0: Wow. I hope that you're as inspired as I am by today's conversation. Dana honestly gave us so many amazing things to think about. As I'm going to do in every episode, I want to recap some of her key takeaways. So number one, you can make a hobby a career. You can really make anything into a career. Number two, Learn every fact and aspect of the business to understand how you can grow and what's important. Struggle through all the tasks with the business and tolerate everything that the business needs. Number three, nothing should be beneath you when it comes to your business. Number four, treat your employees like family and honestly, you'll have done everything you can for them. When somebody doesn't like how you manage, you move on. Number five, as a female founder, it helps to surround yourself with other females and people who you trust. Number six, your community when you have a business gets you through the day. The days are long and the years are short as is is so true not only as a mom but also as a business owner. Number seven, female founders are Dana's go-to. They're her first call when she needs help or when she's going through something as an entrepreneur. So building a community of like-minded women is a tremendous asset. Number eight, Showing up as yourself on social media is what your audience wants to see and hear. Number nine, people want to support brands they love and they feel good about supporting. Number 10, it takes so little to support somebody, so it's important to show up and share your love. You don't necessarily have to buy from them, but you can like their business, check them out, give them some likes, share them with friends. It's really hard to gain followers. It's nearly impossible, but show up and share your love. It's really easy to do. Number 11, falling in and out of love with your career is normal, but finding new paths and seeking out the things that make you happy versus living in the hamster wheel really helps you to love your job. Number 12, Think about yourself as your brand, not just your product as your brand. Don't wait for happiness to find you. You need to seek out what makes you happy and the things that bring you joy. Number 13, believe in yourself. You you have to have the trust in who you are. Number 14, be nice to everyone. Number 15, it's okay if work never stops as you build your business, but remember to take time for yourself because you will wear yourself out if that is all you think about. Be able to separate who you are from your business. I cannot thank you enough for being here and joining us on the very first episode of Dear Founder. Special thanks to Dana Gordon for being my very first guest. Make sure you follow at Lindsay Pinchuk and at Dear Founder on Instagram. You can also go to lindsaypinchuk.com slash freebies to download some of my tips, tools, and resources for starting a business and for managing the social media beast. Don't forget, join the Dear Founder community on Facebook for more discussions to help propel your success. I go live there regularly to share lessons and to answer your questions. Plus, that's where I'll be putting all of the info about my upcoming small business workshop. We have some amazing guests coming up. So please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen. If you know someone who wants to start their own business like Dana or who has started a business or who has an amazing idea for a business, please text them this episode or post it on your Instagram. If you tag me, I'll reshare some of those to say thank you. I'll be back next week with another episode of Dear Founder.